and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. In this episode, we are talking all things iron and iron deficiency, from one iron deficient girly to another girly or iron deficient male. I hope you get a lot out of this episode. Um, Yes, I have iron deficiency too. I take supplements to top up my iron stores. We'll go through all that in a moment, and I'm very excited to talk about it today. I hope you all have had a great week and are getting ready for the Easter break. I'm sure many of you who have children going into school holidays, teachers have a break. It's a good time of year. I will be working straight through, so nothing too special for me. I will be seeing my family on Friday and then my husband's family. I think it's on Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember anymore. But yes, it should be a good day. It'll be the first Easter with my little nephew. I need to get him something, but I don't know what to get him. Um, if you can hear anything in the background, that is my Rottweiler. As soon as I start recording, she acts up. Um, I talk about this every every week. But yes, um, we'll get into today's episode. I want to start with my recommendation. And it's not a food recommendation this week. It is something that has happened to me over the weekend. And I wanted to talk to you about it and recommend this to you. So I went out surfing on the weekend and I've always just been wanting to make more friends lately. In general, I would just want more friendships um, to have around me and probably more friendships with people that are living closer to me too since I've moved to Torquay and all my family and friends are not in Geelong or Torquay. I've got one cousin in Torquay, in Geelong, sorry. But yeah, so I was out surfing and um, I saw this girl out there as well and she was on her own and I just looked at her and smiled. And then she smiled back and I'm like, okay, she's, she's interested in being my friend. That's what I thought. And I eventually drifted over closer to her. And then I just started with small talk and then we became surfing friends, added each other on Facebook, talking to other on Facebook messenger. And now we are going to go out surfing together. And the reason I bring this up is because I am wanting more like-minded friends. I want people that are into the same stuff as me, want to do the same stuff as me, go out surfing or go for beach walks, dinner and drinks, that sort of thing. People who have the same interests as me. And I think that's really important to have, especially when you are starting something new in your life. So if you are one to have never really focused on your health and now you're trying to focus on your health, but everyone around you is just not health focused whatsoever. It can be really hard to stick with your new habits and change your lifestyle as it's not the norm for you. But if you have friends in your um, in your circle that are into the same things as you, it can be a lot easier to perceive your new habits as just normal behaviors that you're going about your day doing. So for example, um, every Wednesday morning, I talk with my friend on the phone early in the morning before she starts work. I start work too. And just this morning, we were talking about how she's getting back into her exercise routine now after she had a break. And that's just normal 
chat to talk about our exercising, our eating, all of that is just what we usually would talk about. So it's very normal in, I suppose, with my friends to go to the gym to eat well. It's just what my friends do. So if you are on a health journey, trying to improve your health, go to the gym, eat well, everyone around you though isn't really on that same path as you, I would really recommend you try and find some more friends. I'm not saying get rid of past friendships or your, your current friendships, but get more friends that have some new, some interests that you're interested in now as well. Um, it really can help you just stay on track. It can hold you accountable as well when you're talking to your friends about it and help show you that this is just a part of your new lifestyle, your new day-to-day living, that you eat well, exercise, it's just a part of who you are now. It really helps and you've got some people around you that are really interested in the same things as you. So that is my recommendation for the week. Try and find new friends. If I can smile at some random and then drift over to them and then start a conversation, you can find friends too. And if you don't have friends, message me. I can be your friend. Always looking for new friendships. I literally just had someone on my Instagram message me after I posted about making a friend in the ocean. And she has been, I suppose, messaging me off and on just in general chit chat. And then she's like, hey, can I go out surfing with you? Or we can go for a beach walk. And I'm like, hell yes, we can. And let's go out for dinner and drinks too. Let's do all all the things. And that's just how easy you can make friends. Just put yourself out there and just try. I promise you it's well worth it. And it's just so hard to make friends as an adult, as an adult, like so hard. Uh, I feel like, especially for myself, when you don't have a job to go to, how do I explain this? I don't go to a job and talk to my colleagues. I stay at home. So it's really hard for me to make friends unless I literally put myself out there and say, Hey, do you want to be my friend? That's the only way I can make friends. Um, And yeah, if I can do that, you can do that too. I'm very much introverted. And and this just reminds me, actually, on the weekend, I went to the Torquay Hotel and there was a band playing there. And we just went to see the band that was on before the main band. And I was standing there by myself because my husband went to buy a shirt or something um, at like the merchandise stand and this lady was next to me and she just started a conversation with me she turns to me and she goes hey I like your jacket and I'm like thank you it's from blah 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 and then we just started talking and talking I realized we had nothing in common but it's okay we still kept talking and talking but that's just how easy you can just make a conversation with someone and um yeah and then maybe form new friendships if you can because I think from what I've heard with many of my clients, I've heard that people are like, oh, I wish I had more friends or I don't really have that many friends to go out with, and it's true. So everyone would always be looking for new friends and everyone is always trying to be, wants to be liked and have people around them. So yeah, I think that's it of my rant. My gosh, already seven minutes in and I've made no progress. (laughs) Now let's get into today's episode. It's a really good episode because it is on something that so many of my clients and people message me about that they struggle with, and that is iron and iron deficiency. So I suppose we better start by what is iron deficiency and why it's important. 
So iron is an essential mineral that is needed to produce red blood cells, which are important for a healthy immune system, mental function, muscle strength, and energy. Its main role is in red blood cells where it helps make a protein called hemoglobin. And hemoglobin carries oxygen in the blood from the lungs to all the cells in the body so that they can work properly. So the body can't make iron. You need to get it from food. If you don't eat as much iron as you use each day, you then develop iron deficiency and it can be to the point where you develop iron deficiency anemia. It is important to have the correct amount of iron in your body. Um, Like I said, if you have low iron, you can develop anemia, but you can also have too much iron and that can be toxic too. It's been very rare. I think I've had one client that has too much iron in her blood and that would have to go for more of a low iron um, diet because she just cannot be having more iron. So very interesting, but extremely um, rare because Iron deficiency is the most common nutritional disorder in the world. Very interesting. Not in a, I don't think it'll be in Australia. I think vitamin D deficiency is more common in Australia, or in particular Melbourne. But in the world, iron deficiency is the most common. Now, what are the symptoms of iron deficiency? So if you have ever had iron deficiency, you know when your iron levels are dipping low. You can just tell a difference in how tired you feel and exhausted. Like I said, I have iron deficiency, so I really have to focus on my supplements to get enough in through supplements. But if I forget my supplements for a while, I notice my iron levels dipping and I can just tell them like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. But low iron symptoms include feeling tired and weak, breathlessness, poor memory and concentration, poor performance at work, or um, schooling or like university, getting infections, finding it difficult to do aerobic exercise, fatigue, behavioral problems in children, decreased libido. And yeah, so they're the main symptoms of iron deficiency. So the causes of iron deficiency include not eating enough iron-rich foods. So this is where I go wrong. I don't eat red meat. The only red meat I eat is kangaroo, just purely just because of, uh, I know this sounds a bit funny, but I don't like the way that beef is produced. So that's just why I have kangaroo. And I probably won't go into much more detail than that. But yeah, so I'll eat kangaroo, but I won't eat red meat like beef, lamb, or even pork. I'm pretty sure it's considered a white meat, but anyway. If you aren't eating enough iron-rich foods, you are most likely going to become iron deficiency because we can only get iron from food. So some people need more iron than others. So for example, um, the people that need most iron are teenagers, children, females who have periods, pregnant women, breastfeeding women, babies need breast milk or iron-fortified formula for the first year. Babies who have cow's milk instead are more likely to get iron deficiency, uh, which is why I don't really recommend cow's milk in babies. But people who follow vegetarian and vegan diets are also more at risk. Another reason why you could develop iron deficiency is if you have trouble absorbing the iron that you're consuming. So iron in food is absorbed through the stomach and the bowel. Uh, Some health conditions affect how much iron is absorbed, such as celiac disease. Or if you've had stomach surgery, that can also affect how much iron you can absorb too. Now, a lot of the times, if I have someone that does consume enough iron um, and they are iron deficient, 
I always would recommend to get checked for celiac disease as it's such a good clear indication that this might be something that's causing your issue with absorbing iron because when you have celiac disease and it's undiagnosed this can literally destroy your small intestine and in your small intestine is where you absorb your nutrients so if your small intestine is being destroyed and little holes are starting to poke through your small intestine this is going to make it harder for your body to absorb your iron not just iron but all nutrients in your diet and that is um yeah it can be an issue with absorbing iron so always recommend to get checked if you've got um, unexplained nutritional deficiencies and the third reason is blood loss so if you lose blood through any sort of bleeding, this, mean, this means you are losing iron too. So the main causes of excess blood loss are heavy menstrual periods, bleeding in the stomach or bowel, which may be associated with taking medicines such as aspirin or anti-inflammatories or ulcers, bowel polyps or cancer. Other causes can include giving blood too regularly, losing blood due to surgery, some gut conditions such as IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, and infections and parasites such as hookworms as well can all affect um, blood loss as well. Um, I always have been wanting to donate blood, but it's just I haven't been able to get my iron levels up enough to be able to donate blood. What I would do is I would take my supplements, get my iron up, and then I'd forget about it for a few weeks, and then it comes back down and I have to get it back up. It's just a process. So... Yes. So if you think you have iron deficiency, it is really important to get your levels checked by a doctor, get a blood test to see where your iron levels are at. So if your iron deficiency gets really bad and you develop iron deficiency anemia, your symptoms can look similar to iron deficiency, but other things can occur, such as having cravings for unusual things like ice or dirt being irritable, poor appetite, brutal nails, sore and inflamed tongue, cold hands and feet, headaches, dizzy lightheadedness, heart heart beating fast and irregular, and being short of breath as well. So they're ones that can be really alarming and good to know if you think you are developing the iron deficiency. Now, something that I don't think many people know is that iron deficiency can actually impact your weight. So I think most people always just focus on what you're eating, your food. However, as a nutritionist and when I work with my clients, I take a holistic approach. So I'm not just looking at just general, what's your exercise like? What's your eating like? I'm looking at so much more, including nutritional deficiencies. So this is really important because this can see where I have gaps in your nutrition and also what nutrition deficiencies could be impacting your ability to lose weight or maintain weight loss. So one way where iron deficiency can impact your weight is through thyroid function and metabolism. So your thyroid and metabolism are responsible for helping you burn calories. So naturally, if they are underactive, this can lead to weight gain. So iron is required for the production of your thyroid hormones. So thyroid peroxidase and an enzyme which is involved in the production of your thyroid hormones requires iron as a cofactor. So inadequate iron levels can therefore limit the production of thyroid hormones. Secondly, the iron deficiency can affect the transport and metabolism of the thyroid hormones. So iron is necessary for the conversion of the inactive form of thyroid hormone T4 to the active form T3. So iron deficiency can therefore lead to decreased T3 levels, 
which can result in symptoms of hypothyroidism. Now, other ways that iron can impact your weight. So if you are trying to consume more iron-rich foods, naturally, you are going to be making better choices, most likely having healthier meals, and this can contribute to weight loss. So similarly, if iron levels are low and causing you lack of energy, then you're most likely going to be exercising less because you don't have the energy to keep up your exercise routine or burn as much energy throughout your exercise routine because your iron levels are low. So this is another way that this can be this can impact your your weight. Now, if you are unaware, there are two different types of iron in food. So we have heme and non-heme iron. So heme iron is found in animal-based foods, particularly red meat, poultry and fish. Heme iron is more easily absorbed by the body and is the most bioavailable form of iron. It is also less affected by other dietary factors that can inhibit the iron absorption. And I'll go through some things that can help increase iron absorption and decrease iron absorption in a moment. But going on to non-heme iron, now this is found in mostly plant-based foods such as beans, lentils, nuts, seeds, vegetables. So non-heme iron is not as easily absorbed by the body as heme iron and is affected by other dietary factors that can inhibit its absorption. So what I would recommend is if you eat both animal products and plant products, you should be eating plant products, but if you also eat animal products, we should be consuming a variety of heme and non-heme iron sources, so both animal and plant sources, because then we're going to get a range of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients into our diet as well. So let's go through some examples. So some foods that are high in iron include red meat, so beef, kangaroo, lamb, and pork poultry has a bit of iron in it it's not really high in iron but you can get it in chicken and turkey fish and seafood contain some iron in there so tuna salmon and oysters and then we have our plant sources so our non-heme sources of iron which are also important so kidney beans chickpeas lentils soybeans pumpkin seeds um, sunflower seeds cashews almonds We've got our whole grains such as quinoa, brown rice, whole wheat bread. These are all fantastic sources of iron. And then, of course, in our vegetables as well, especially our green vegetables such as spinach, kale, broccoli, peas. These are all really good sources of plant-based iron. Hey, this is a super quick interruption to tell you about my new program, The NBS Method. After working one-on-one with over 400 people on their weight loss journey, I have developed my own unique formula and method to help clients get from restriction, binge and emotional eating, self-sabotaging behavior, and having no idea what actually works for weight loss, to feeling in control, confident, knowing how to deal with their triggers, becoming a more mindful eater, knowing how to eat for fat loss, and finally seeing the weight loss results that they're after. This five-month nutrition coaching program will show you how to lose weight in a sustainable way, stop overeating, reduce binge and emotional eating, and finally feeling in control over your eating rather than food having control over you. Within the first few weeks, you'll start to feel lighter, healthier, more confident, and energized. You'll be in control over how much you're eating, you'll understand your triggers for emotional and binge eating, 
and you know you've learned the necessary steps to maintain your new healthy lifestyle. I'm so confident that you will gain so much value out of this program and by the end of the five months, you will know exactly what you need to do moving forward to continue to see the results you're after or maintain your weight loss results. If this is exactly what you need right now, head to the link in the show notes to book your no obligation phone call to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. So also, if you are a vegan or vegetarian, it can be very hard to get enough iron in. I know I definitely struggle. There are some extra things we can add into our diet that are fortified with iron to help increase our iron levels. So you can get uh, iron fortified breads and cereals, which is pretty convenient. Uh, You can also consume some quinoa and oats. Apricots, raisins and prunes are all really good sources of iron too. Now, how can we enhance our absorption of iron? So I'm sure many people know that vitamin C is really great to help enhance the absorption of iron. So consuming vitamin C rich foods at the same time as iron rich foods can enhance the absorption of non-heme iron. So good sources of vitamin C would be like your citrus fruits, tomatoes, capsicums, uh, strawberries, that sort of thing. Even consuming fermented foods such as kimchi, sauerkraut can improve the absorption of non-heme iron. Cooking in a cast iron pan or skillet. So cooking acidic foods such as tomato sauce in a cast iron skillet can increase the iron content in foods too. Otherwise, having some heme iron in your diet such as meat, poultry and fish can also help with increasing iron absorption. On the opposite side of the spectrum, there are many things that can inhibit the absorption of iron. So things like phytates. So these are found in things like whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds, and these can bind to iron and therefore reduce its absorption. Now, I know I said some of these foods can contain iron and help with iron, but also the phytates in them can also reduce the iron as well. So it is a really funny one. But soaking, sprouting or fermenting these foods can reduce the phytate content and then improve the iron absorption. So also calcium. So consuming calcium rich foods or supplements at the same time as iron rich foods can reduce the iron absorption. Also tannins. So if you don't know what tannins are, they are found in tea, coffee and some fruits but they can bind to iron and reduce its absorption. So if you're consuming an iron-rich breakfast, I wouldn't recommend having your coffee at the same time. Have it maybe an hour afterwards or maybe an hour beforehand just to help making sh- to make sure we are going to be able to get as much iron into our diet as possible. Also consuming soy protein at the same time as iron-rich foods can reduce iron absorption. Some medications... Uh, centers such as antibiotics can reduce iron absorption. So as you can tell, there is a lot of different things, unfortunately, that can impact iron absorption, which is really frustrating. It can be really hard to plan a diet around this um, to be able to consume enough iron and increase your iron levels. So speaking of iron levels, how much iron do we need in a day? And also how are we going to know that we're consuming enough iron in a day as well? Now, like I said before, it depends on your gender. It depends on your age and different factors as to how much iron you need. But in general, 
infants and young children um, need up to 10 milligrams a day from four to eight years old. If they're an infant, they need 0.27 milligrams. Uh, as they get older, they need more, more, more and more. Um, adolescent boys and girls need eight milligrams. So that's for um, nine to 13 years old. And for 14 to 18 years old, 11 milligrams for boys, 15 milligrams for girls. Adult men and women. So 19 to 50 years old, we need 8 milligrams for men and 18 milligrams for women. And 51 and older, we need 8 milligrams for both men and women. This is usually once we stop menstruating, which is why men and women have, need the same amount. Now, if you are pregnant, um, you need you require more iron. And if you are a vegetarian or vegan, I would bump this up as well to 27 milligrams per day, which is what pregnant women need. And... Um, Breastfeeding women also require more iron, so about 10, 9 to 10 more milligrams per day. Now, if you are pregnant, it is really important to stay on top of iron levels and make sure your iron levels are adequate. So ideally, if you're an iron deficient woman, you'd want to get your iron levels up to a normal amount and a normal level prior to pregnancy because once you fall pregnant it's going to be you'll just be playing catch up and it's going to be so hard to actually get those iron levels up so really important get your iron sort of prior to falling pregnant uh, because some of the risks associated with iron deficiency during pregnant include pregnancy sorry include anemia you can have preterm birth low birth weight delayed fetal growth cognitive de developmental issues with the baby and then you can get postpartum depression as well so really important to make sure that your iron levels are adequate from before pregnancy and then make sure your your supplement you're taking during pregnancy contains iron if you'll want to keep on the lower end of iron i'll probably take another supplement on top of that but of course you need to consult with your practitioner before you take supplements Iron deficiency can also have a negative impact on fertility in both men and women. So in women, iron deficiency can disrupt the menstrual cycle, leading to irregular periods, heavy bleeding, or complete lack of periods. This can make it more difficult to get pregnant. So in men, iron deficiency can reduce testosterone levels and impair sperm function. So studies have shown that men with iron deficiency are more likely to have low sperm counts and, and poor sperm motility, which can reduce their fertility. So it's important to note that iron deficiency is not the only factor that can obviously impact fertility. And there may be any other underlying conditions or lifestyle factors that are contributing to fertility problems. However, if you are trying to conceive and are concerned about your iron status, I would recommend going to doctors and getting that checked and get those iron levels on point. So when we take supplements, it is important to take the right supplement for you. So for me, I struggle with iron supplements. I feel sick. I feel nauseous. I feel like I'm going to vomit. It just doesn't work for me. And I just need to put so much planning into when I can take my iron supplement because I get so sick from it. You may notice you also get symptoms like constipation, dark stools, um, like that sort of thing that can be really troubling. So if you do get constipation, increasing your fiber intake is really important. But if you struggle with uh, taking iron and not feeling sick, what I take is a brand called Multifer and that one does not get you nauseous or feeling sick. Um, before you take this recommendation, please consult with your GP before taking any new supplements. Um, 
not a doctor. I am not your doctor. I am not your nutritionist. I mean, I may be some of yours nutritionists, but always consult before you take any supplements. These are just recommendations that, that have worked for me. So Multifor is one that has really helped me and you can get that over the counter. Um, I do think a lot of places ask if you are actually iron deficient before you purchase the uh, supplement. Now, it's also important to know that you, if you are iron deficient, you can't get your levels up with food alone. You need to supplement. And then once you get your levels up to a healthy level, then we can focus on maintaining that with food. But at the same time, you, you need to make sure you're getting your, you're working on your diet while you're taking your iron supplements so that once you get up to your normal level and you can come off iron supplements, you're able to maintain that through your food alone. A lot of time people are so um, reluctant to take supplements and it's just silly. If you cannot maintain your nutrition levels through diet alone, you need to supplement. You need to work on that because it's going to impact other areas of your, your health. For me, I know I can't maintain my iron levels with diet alone. It's just it's not enough iron in my diet to maintain that. So I need to take supplements and I probably will have to take it for most of my life until I start eating red meat more regularly. Um, even when I have like a mostly plant-based diet and I get a lot of other sources of iron into my diet it's still not enough to maintain my iron levels so I do need a supplement um, to keep on top of that and I notice so clearly when I um when my iron levels dip I just feel so tired like holy shit what's going on I'm like oh yeah am I iron deficient I need to take my supplements so yeah you will know when you need to take them now I put a question out to the nutrition by Samantha community Facebook page if you're not a part of it type in Nutrition by Samantha community on Facebook and ask to join. But I put a question out to you guys about some questions you have in regards to iron so that I can help you answer them and give you some sound advice. Now, this is very general. I don't know your specific situation, so I cannot specifically recommend anything, but in general, some advice. One question I got was, when should you start taking iron supplements during pregnancy? So from the start, you should be taking iron supplements. If you are iron deficient, you should start prior, at least three months prior, trying to get those iron levels back up. Another question I got asked of the benefits of taking supplements every day versus every second day. Now, if you are one that has always struggled with iron deficiency, I would start by taking your supplement every day. Once you get your iron levels to an adequate level, then you can go back to every other day um, and see how that goes. And then maybe every three days and slowly reducing it, making sure that your iron is always, um, you know, at a healthy level during you tapering back on the supplements at the same time. I also got another question, which was easy ways to get iron in your diet when the smell of cooking meat has turned you off during pregnancy. And this was their main form of iron prior to pregnancy. So yeah, this lady was pregnant. Uh, she had healthy iron levels, but 
the smell of cooking meat has still turned her off eating meat. So she, now she's iron deficient or is struggling. So there is a few different ways. I would add things like quinoa and chickpeas into salads and stir fries. I would add spinach to my smoothies. I would add dark leafy green vegetables as a side to whatever protein you're eating. If I'm having a lot more plant-based sources of iron, like I've just mentioned, then I would be adding some citrusy fruits into my meals just to help increase the iron absorption. I would make snacks um, more iron-rich focused, so maybe some hard-boiled eggs, some raisins, some dried apricots. They can be a really great source of iron in your snacks too. So that's what I would do. I would always make sure that I am taking a supplement if I'm iron deficient though so that I can stay on top of my iron levels. All right, so that brings me to the end of the episode on iron and iron deficiency. As you can see, iron deficiency is important to get under control. A lot of people ignore it or, you know, make jokes. Oh, yeah, I'm iron deficient. I'm always so tired. La, la, la. I hear it all the time. It is important to get on top of it for so many different reasons. If you are a woman in her, like, on a menstrual cycle and you fall pregnant, it's important to make sure those iron levels are adequate. So you just got to stay on top of it. It's also important just to maintain energy levels. Like I said before, if you're someone that's struggling with weight gain, check your iron levels, see if that could be impacting your, your weight as well. It's super important to make sure you're on top of your iron. Um, and yeah, if you're someone that is needing help with weight loss, this is also why it's so important to get nutrition advice from someone qualified in nutrition. So I see all the time personal trainers, doctors, everyone's providing nutrition advice. You know, everyone eats so everyone thinks they have an opinion on nutrition. And not many people are actually qualified to give nutrition advice. So it is very frustrating when you see people giving advice because they wouldn't be looking at the whole picture. Okay, so not understanding nutrients, their role in their bodies, what, what deficiencies can inhibit um, weight loss. So, so many things are involved in it. So yes, when you are taking advice, try and get it from someone qualified. Try to uh, make good choices with where you spend your, your income on getting help so that you can get the most help from someone who has the most knowledge. Now, if you need help with your nutrition, you know where to find me, nutrition underscore by Samantha on Instagram. We can get a really good look into your current diet, your lifestyle. We'll be looking into your sleep, your stress, your nutritional deficiencies, and how that can be impacting your, your weight loss and everything. So that is it from me today. So if you have an iron deficient friend or family member, send them this episode so they can learn a little bit more about how to help themselves with iron. And also maybe if they're not taking it seriously, this can really help them take it a bit more seriously and get it on top, get on top of their, their iron deficiency. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave me a positive review. Uh, and yeah, I'll look forward to chatting with you all next week. Bye-bye.